Production. Recorded live. God bless you, Elder Shane. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pastor Griffin, how are you tonight? Good, good. How'd the fire inspection go? I'm sorry? How'd the fire inspection go? He never showed up. Oh, really? Well, that's not very nice. Hmm? That's not very nice of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, we at least got some. We're on alert and know we need to do some things, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, I gave him my phone number and name. So, uh, who knows? Maybe he'll call me and reschedule, I assume. Okay. But, uh, no, he never showed up. All right. And I'm going to wait uh, a moment, you know, a couple of minutes here for the um, people to see if they're going to call call in and so we can start from uh, the beginning. Um, uh, enjoying the weather, aren't you? Oh, yes. Yes, the weather's been very nice. In the next three days, it's supposed to be 60 and above. Can you imagine that? That's December. Hard to believe. I would believe that uh, the electric company and the gas company probably will try to get a rate hike because they're losing money. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, let them try. I mean, you know, uh, this is a time where, uh, if I'm mistaken, the rates are higher because the people use more, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, and the uh, people that are uh, snow shovelers, you know, the guys that push the snow, they're yeah. not making any, snow plowers, they're not making any money now either. No. But uh, you never know, January could make it up for everybody. <clears throat> we have somebody coming on uh, now. Uh, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, uh, God bless you all uh, there in Indiana, here in Cleveland. We welcome you to uh, uh, TalkShoe and the Apostles' Roundtable. And uh, I think I heard Elder Hickson there. Amen. Bless you, man of God. Uh, you, would, you kind of, would you open up with prayer, please? Yes, I will. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you praise and we give you thanks. Father God, I'm all based. Father God, we lift you up. Lord God, we honor you. We bow before you. Lord, for you are the God that loves us, and we know that you love us. And Lord God, we want to be the dear children of yours. Lord God, to do the things that you're asking to do and tell the things, tell the people that you told us to do. Father God, we do. Lord God, we need your help. Lord God, to continue to Bless us and leaders and guide us with the power of the Holy Ghost. Father God, we are looking and searching for more light. Lord God, we shine it within darkness to move the darkness out of the soul, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, we stretch out and we reach for the highest calling, Lord God, that you can give us and help us with, Lord God, that there'll be a great deliverance, oh God, that will come. 
come along and set the people free in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we ask you to bless all the elders. Father God, in every church, Lord, pastors, evangelists, apostles, Father, we ask you to bless them, Lord God, and let us get together, Lord God, in the change that cannot be broken. And, Lord God, get them moving and marching on these things of darkness and take control. And, Lord God, that those that are not saved have a chance to be saved. And all the children and the babies and the children, Lord, oh, God, we ask you to stretch forth that hand and bless them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And thank you, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, welcome everybody uh, to the uh, roundtable tonight. Um, tonight, I'm going to uh, venture to uh, discuss uh, the nature of deliverance uh, that's needed in the uh, in the church, the deliverance ministry that is needed in the uh, 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 for people of God to move uh, forth into. And I've got some scriptures here. I don't intend on doing all the talking and welcome all of you. Prophet Bahati, we welcome you. Um, and I've got some scriptures here, so if you got your Bibles, you can maybe get them, open them up or whatever, and I'm going to uh, do a quick synopsis of something. And basically, uh, we want to talk about the... Uh, uh, casting out uh, uh, um, devils, demons, and uh, before that, we want to talk about uh, the origin of them and um, uh, so uh, we're in Mark chapter 16, which I know everybody knows this scripture. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, there in Indiana we have uh, what uh, the Hicksons and Pastor Earl. Is everybody there? Yes. Bless you all. Um, in Mark 16, everything I may everything I may say, you may not be in agreement with. Um, uh, so we can uh, discuss it, share it, share about it. Uh, we're not going to argue about anything. Um, here to uh, edify and uh, talk about the Word of God. Uh, in Mark 16, it says, "And these signs shall follow them that believe." Um, sounds like somebody's uh, building something or <laughs> fixing something in the background. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Mark sixteen seventeen. Uh, in my name they shall cast out devils. Uh, uh, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And so um, many of us uh, that have come up in uh, maybe traditional uh, Pentecostal churches or even Baptist churches or Methodist churches, uh, there's a lot of different uh, ideas uh, about what's right, what's allowed, what the uh, people of God uh, should be doing how people are saved, how people are baptized. So, so many different um, uh, disagreements on uh, Scripture. But in chapter 17, um, Jesus uh, makes this statement to the uh, to his people, to apostles. He says, this, these signs shall follow them that believe. He's not 
of course, talking about people that have titles. He's talking to believers. He's talking to the saints, whoever the saints are that believe. The signs should follow us. Now, in the uh, Pentecostal church or apostolic church or whatever, the main sign that we uh, equate, that we adhere to, is speaking in tongues. And, of course, uh, there's been a discussion, disagreement about all the, about that, uh, how that comes uh, about. One of the things that uh, is not taught much is uh, the first thing that Jesus said, and I have always been... I've always been taught that, uh, you know, uh, in one sense, um, when you see a list of things mentioned in the scripture, uh, the first thing uh, has a, a credence or more importance of it. He's, that the uh, author is trying to establish a truth. And the truth here is, is that he says, uh, in my name shall they cast out devils. So I want, you know tonight I want to talk about who these devils are uh in through scripture and 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 prayerfully God will help us to have a, a great edifying and encouraging uh enlightening uh, discussion but he says to cast out uh they shall cast out devils when I read that it's talk to me it's talking about deliverance people um moving in uh, what's called deliverance ministries. What's important here also in this verse <clears throat> is that uh, it says, cast them out. Cast out devils. You sometimes hear a lot of people say, well, we'll cast something off of you. Jesus was very specific about casting out devils. In the uh, church uh, world, there's a discussion about whether or not saints, uh, people that are saved, whether they can have demonic spirits. There's a discussion, uh, and uh, this could be a very lengthy discussion if we uh, take it there, but I'm going to deal with it on a surface level. Uh, so some people believe that uh, saints, uh, uh, once they're saved, you know, they, they cannot be... Uh, 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 possessed or have any demonic uh, spirits in them that need to be cast out. And then there's another uh, group that uh, believes that uh, saints can uh, have a demonic, uh, uh, I'll just use the word intrusion, uh, where saints have allowed uh, openings uh, uh, and so on and so forth to come and other things, be tormented, uh, be vexed by uh, evil spirits. Um, there is a... Uh, so we want to talk about the origin of, uh, of of devils, demons, evil spirits. And I also want to read uh, Ephesians chapter 6 uh, here for a moment and um, try to move into this... Uh, Discussion uh, in Hebrew. Uh, what did I say? Ephesians. Uh, I think I said Ephesians six, not Hebrew six. Mm-hmm. In Ephesians uh, chapter uh, six, uh, there in verse twelve it says, um, "For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers 
Now, I want you. This is what I want to to point out against rulers of the darkness of this world, this world, versus against spiritual wickedness in high places, uh, atmospheres, second heavens, atmospheres. So uh, when we look in uh, um, Ephesians chapter 6, it appears that uh, Satan has an organization, if you will, uh, called principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness um, in uh, high places. And um, so let me share what I believe, and then, you know, everybody can discuss and, you know, we can talk, we can talk scripture. Again, I'm not here to uh, argue. I, I don't, I learned a long time ago, I never argue, I never argue scripture. Um, uh, usually if somebody wants to argue, they're going to have a one, uh, it's going to be a one-sided discussion because I'm just going to be quiet. And I usually find out that uh, if you want to stop an argument, uh, just be quiet, you know, just don't talk back. But uh, so what I'm going to try to establish, I just laid out here first. Uh, First, I believe, uh, some people believe that uh, evil spirits, demonic spirits, demons, that their origin is from uh, fallen angels. Uh, uh, Well, the angels that, uh, uh, excuse the expression, came with um, uh, uh, Lucifer. Um, I want you to go to uh, uh, Genesis chapter 6, if you have scripture. If if not, let me go to it, and I'll just uh, read something. And I said I'm just going through this uh, very uh, quickly. Uh, briefly, if you will, for the sake of time and um, discussion. If you notice back in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, uh, rulers of darkness of this world versus spiritual wickedness in high places. Um, and I did say go to Genesis. Let, let, me, let me, before I go to Genesis, let me go to, uh, let me go to, um, before I go there, let me go to Matthew chapter 12. Verse uh, 43. Matthew 12 and 43. It says, When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, and seeking seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house when from whence I came out, and when he has come, he findeth uh, it empty, swept, and garnished. He goeth, taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. So what I'm going to be discussing, I'll just lay it out now, then I'm going to go and read some more scripture, and we can have a discussion. I want to establish, this is what I believe. I believe that, uh, of course, Lucifer fell cast out, as Jesus saw him, as lightning cast out of heaven. Uh, It became Satan. He's a uh, fallen angel. Uh, He has a body. Angels have bodies. So I want to establish, first of all, that angels have bodies. 
celestial spirits have bodies. Um, in Matthew chapter 12, it says unclean spirits are looking for a house. They're looking for bodies. I want to establish that unclean spirits, whatever we call them, unclean spirits, and they're unclean because uh, they defile men and women. Um, whether they're called demons, unclean spirits, devils, they look for a body. And I uh, just want to establish the fact that the reason why they're looking for a body, uh, looking for a house to exercise their uh, whatever they are. So if it's a uh, 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 demon of lust, uh, it's going to manifest some kind of uh, the personality or, or whatever it is. Uh, I want to say that demons are um, spirits that are looking for a body because they are spirits of of a being that that was disembodied. They are disembodied spirits, and they. Uh, and remember, I'm going through this quickly, briefly. Matthew 12 says, when a spirit comes out of a man, it walketh through dry places, you know, seeking for a house, seeking for uh, another body, if you will. Um, these spirits walk. They look for a body because their origin uh, is uh, the fact that they once had a body, but now they're disembodied spirits in the earth. And they go through dry places. Um, before I get to Genesis chapter 6, uh, when Jesus, uh, when, the le when the demon came that was called Legion, came there before Jesus, and Jesus asked, who are you? You know, Legion, we are many. <clears throat> um, they had found a host. Uh, they had found a host, that man. And they bargained with him, if you will, and asked Jesus, can we go into those swine? Don't torment us. Did you come to torment us before our time? They went into those swine. And the swine, 2,000 of them, I believe, went into uh, the water and they drowned. Uh, demons, these unclean spirits, operate, move in dry places. You know, and when people, uh, excuse the expression, get dry, give them an opening to come in. They went, this, the, the, the swine went into the water and... I said last night in, in teaching, and I, 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 I'll just say it, and you can, we can discuss it if you desire, that demons can't swim. Demons do not, uh, cannot function where there's living water. Out of our belly shall flow living water. As long as there's a uh, continuous flow, as long as the Spirit of the Lord is um, abiding in us, there can be no room for intrusion. Now, I'm one to believe, before I get to Genesis chapter 6, I know I'm going there, I'm one to believe that when a person is saved, their body is not saved. The body, uh, the body has to come into subjection. You know, we have to reckon it, our flesh, as dead. Our spirit certainly comes, comes alive. But uh, in the soul, which is the mind, will, and emotions, uh, demons, if they can come into our thoughts, they call that a house. They come in our mind. They can fluctuate in our emotions. They call that a house. And that's why Paul says, 
casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of uh and every you know thought bringing thought, every thought into being of Christ every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God that I believe that even a saint can uh have a spirit that needs to be cast out so before the discussion let me go to uh, Genesis uh uh, chapter uh, six. I know those thoughts. I know those thoughts are going, and and uh, everybody's ready. And I'm going to pick on Pastor Cheryl Hickson. I know you're ready, Pastor Cheryl. <laughs> Amen. Um, in Genesis chapter six. So one of the things, one of the things that Jesus authorized the church to do was to cast out devils. Um, years ago, years ago, when I was very young, I read Genesis chapter six about the uh, the giants, the Neph- Nephilim, and I said, "There's no way that uh, an angel can uh, have bear children." And uh, hopefully nobody thought I nobody's thought that I've lost it this evening. But nevertheless, it says uh, in verse two, Genesis six and two, that the sons of God and the sons the sons of God that phrase always refers in the Old Testament to, to angels. Even in in Job, you know, uh, the sons of God saw the. But when I was younger, when I was very young uh, in my salvation, I thought the sons of God represented the line of Seth. You know the godly line of Seth versus the uh, ungodly line of Cain. So that's what I believe and taught. I don't believe that anymore. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord says, "My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years." And then the scripture says this, there were giants in the earth in those days, and also it says this, and also after that. So he's talking about there were giants in the earth in those days, the days before the flood, and there were and and also after the flood, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bore children. To them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Now, um, there is a uh, one more one more scripture. I'm just going to read one more scripture. I think in in Jude. Is anybody still there? Did you all oh, cut me off? We're here for a little bit. We're here. <laughs> in in Jude verse um verse nine, it says, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. So he contended with the devil, which was what? Which is an angel. That you know Satan's an angel. He did not bring against him a railing accusation, but said in other words, Michael dared not rebuke the angel. He said, the Lord rebuke you. 
um, there's nowhere in there's no there's nowhere in scripture where it says that we're to uh, uh, cast out angels, uh, fallen angels, cast out uh, you know fallen angels or whatever. Um, but uh, I'm here to say that uh, in, in also in here in um, here in Jude, Jude quotes something about Enoch. And uh, during the during that time, and I, I just don't see where it's at because uh, I don't have much light here. But during the time of uh, the uh, apostles, time of uh, uh, that first century, uh, there was a book called the Book of Enoch, and Jude um, uh, uh, quoted out of it. And it's believed that the early church believed it and it refers to these Nephilim, it refers to these giants and whatever and the idea is <clears throat> that number number uh, one, that there was a group of angelic beings that uh, left their first estate, we know that because Peter says they're locked up in chains, in everlasting darkness waiting for you know judgment or whatever they left their first estate, and according to Genesis chapter 6, they came in unto some women, bear what's called Nephilim, and during the flood, uh, those bodies of those Nephilim died, but the spirits remain in the earth. Now, out of the book of Enoch, uh, which is mentioned here in Scripture, it says, I think in Enoch chapter 15, it says that uh, their abode, their habitation, those spirits' habitations would be the earth. So it's believed that the first church believed that evil spirits, demons, what we call demons, unclean spirits, are the spirits, the disembodied spirits of these giants that are in the earth. And then, of course, we have authority in the name of Jesus to cast them out. And then, according to Ephesians chapter 6, that's why it's saying powers of darkness, you know, on, in this world. Their abode is in this world. They walk. And according to Ephesians chapter 6, that uh, there are um, uh, angelic beings that fail, amen, that even uh, Daniel... Ch when he was praying, his uh, angels had to uh, uh, fight and war with those angelic beings in the heavenlies. And so there there are these uh, principalities, powers, you know, rulers of darkness, uh, spiritual weaknesses in high places. There are angelic beings in the in the atmosphere. There are demons in the earth. And then there's... Uh, 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 Satan himself and all I'm trying to say by throwing this all together is the fact that God has given to us uh, the ministry of deliverance and we're supposed to be able in the name of Jesus through the authority that he has given uh, through us in his name amen with the nature of God in us we're supposed to be casting him out and so I'm really all trying to say is this. 
we should be what? Operating in deliverance ministry. We should be casting demons out. And so um, I simply said that I believe the origin of demonic spirits, that they're not flying angels. They are disembodied uh, spirits on this earth and uh, and also in the earth, in the earth, and uh, uh, in hell, if you will. And, um, uh, of course, you know, they come to steal, kill, and destroy. And so I just wanted to say something briefly about the origin of uh, demons, something about deliverance ministry, and uh, see where this discussion goes. Anybody want to share or say something? Apostle, I just need to ask you again, please. Um, it was in Jude verse 14 where it said, um, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Was yes. That? Yes. Okay. You said that Enoch... Uh, uh, can you read that again that you said, please? It says, in Enoch, you mean read the verse you just read? No, no. Uh, you said from the book of Enoch. It well, was I don't. Written. I don't have it in front of me, but it's if oh. you look if you look up in the internet, for example, uh-huh. uh, in the apocryphal books, the book of Enoch, chapter fifteen, chapter uh, ch- uh, chapter fifteen, is referring to what I. I uh, was talking about the demonic spirits, but there's all I'm trying to say is there is a book of Enoch, and Jude is referring to it right there in verse 14. Um, um, it was a book, of course, that uh, the early church fathers thought that it was not um, uh, ordained by God. It was not uh, without error, so they didn't put it in the canon of uh of truth here, but you have Jude uh, referring to it. Also, I want to say this while I'm uh, along this vein. In the Old Testament, there's another book that's mentioned uh, that's not in the Bible, but the book is referred to is the book of Jasher, J-A-S-H-E-R, which is quoted in two places, I think in Joshua and I think in 2 Samuel or something like that. but um, uh, nevertheless, it's in. If you look in Enoch, in what I'm dealing with is in chapter 15. So all I'm trying to say is in Jude, where you show in verse 14, uh, Enoch also is referring, is referring to uh, what was written uh, by Enoch, and at the time of uh, the writing of. Uh, uh, at, at this time uh, of Jude and whatever, they they refer to it in the Bible. So I know it's not widely uh, uh, accepted in the uh, church. Uh, I'm not trying to be heretical tonight, or I've not lost my mind or anything like that. You know, I still believe in <laughs> that Jesus is Lord. But I'm specifically talking about uh, deliverance ministry and talking about uh, you know casting out devils. And what I believe the origin of uh, demons are, are from. Anybody else? I could be wrong. Anybody else want to discuss 
dem- uh, uh, deliverance ministry or demons or uh, authority of the believer? Um, uh, um, Pastor Shank would like to know where. Let, do- let, let him. Is he there? Yeah, I'm here. Well, let's, let's hear from him. Let's hear from him. <laughs> A lot of people were casting these demons to the pits of hell from whence they came, but I'm not so sure they came from the pit of hell. And so where do we cast them to? Because they came from heaven because they were fallen angels. Okay, and and as I, yes, as I said... Um, I had to step out for a second. Okay. There's a difference of opinion of uh, where uh, demons came from. Uh And, yes, you're right. Uh, I've heard it said, too, that they've uh, cast them out. Um, We saw in Matthew, we saw in Matthew chapter 12 when we read it. It says, when a a demon comes out of a man, Mm -hmm. he walks about looking for rest, you know, looking for a place. So he, 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 he's, Excuse the expression. He's not in hell. He's he's roaming. Right. He's he's just roaming, looking. He's looking for a house. He's looking for uh, another a, to enter. Amen. And that's his re- That's his rest. If he can find a house, just like us, if mm-hmm. we can find a house, that's our rest. Yeah. He's looking for another person to enter. Uh, when uh, the demons were cast out of the the uh, the man at gathering. Gadara, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> they asked. Jesus cast him out, and he, the Bible doesn't say Jesus cast him in hell. They asked, "Can we go into these swine?" Because they were they were looking for another place of another house. Yeah. He said he permitted them. So I I, I think you know I I know what you're you're saying, and I'm kind of agreeing with you that um, um I'm I'm not quite sure. If that's so accurate that you know you cast them to hell, because I see only scriptural proof that they're roaming, mm-hmm. and and specifically roaming in a specific place, it says walking in a specific place, and the, and the place is dry, right? Because they're looking for another host, mm-hmm. because they cannot manifest themselves unless they're in a host. Whether it's whether it's human, human, or whether it's some, some type of animal, right? So I can only go with uh, what Scripture says, and not exactly what uh, is said in the church, which is not so often scriptural. Now, go ahead, sir. When when they cast when when Jesus cast them out, they came out and. They knew who he was, but when the seven sons of Sceva tried to do the th- same thing, they used an adjournment to right. uh, release the spirits that were in, and they they were attacked and stripped. Amen. And, and, and so the mm-hmm. authority is in the name of Jesus. Yes. But you have to be one of his, or else they don't recognize Jesus in you. Amen. That's exactly right. Exactly right. 
Now, let me well, ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask a question. Do, uh, anybody on, on the line, do, do you believe that a, a child of God can have a demon? And, I mean, that's, a, that's like a yes or no kind of uh, question. And if the answer is yes, where? Where does it, where does it occupy? That's a two-fold question. I'm just asking on the line. Can a child of God have a demon? (laughs) That's that's a a tricky answered question there with the yes or no. Um, I believe the answer is no, but they can be oppressed or under attack. Okay. And but, what by oppression? What do you mean? Um, I didn't they, say, and I didn't say possess. Right. Remember that o- thing. <laughs> oppressed to me means they are under influence. They are surrounded by. They are being. Uh, they may hear those voices or are uh, feeling their presence. Uh, those kinds of things, but they have not been entered. Uh, okay, and can I ask this question? I I, I agree with that. Uh, so if they're oppressed, if they're influenced, where are they influenced at? In their mind. Which is what I said in the beginning. You know, in mm-hmm. the soulish in the soulish realm. Yes. I think I I <clears throat> disagree just a little bit. Um, because your question was, can a can a saint, can a child of God have a demon? That did I say the question right? Uh, yes, and of course, have the the word have the is probably the thing that's tripping over your you're tripping over, right? <laughs> yes, a little bit because um, we weren't born saved. So we we can receive the spirit of God. Um, there 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 are people that I personally know that have still have struggled in an area and uh, fighting against themselves, not quite understanding why they still do a certain thing, and they have been delivered from that spirit, and they continue on in their growth. So whether it may be um, a matter of lack of teaching or understanding or or in the person that they don't fully understand who they are or whatever, and since the Holy Ghost doesn't uh, take over, we yield to him, then I think that it could be kind of a balance that if you can yield to the Holy Spirit speaking to your mind, then you can yield to the evil spirit or whatever term speaking to your mind as well. And that may be uh, maybe what Pastor Shank is calling oppression, I'm not sure. But so I think there would be no reason for deliverance in 
the church would save people if they couldn't have one. That's, and I know deliverance is not just, but, I mean, there are saved people that receive deliverance. So, And, and that flip side brings about this scenario. If, if a person is delivered and saved, then let's say they have uh, a sickness, the spirit of, of sickness. Uh, infirmity, yes. Yeah, the spirit of infirmity is upon them. Now, is it resting and dwelling in them? And, you know, it, it, uh, it becomes like, can a, a, an alcoholic be saved? And if they are an alcoholic and then they get saved, but they're still drinking, are they being delivered or do they still have the spirit uh, of alcoholism attacking them or is, you know, where, where does that reside is your question then. And, and again, it, it becomes one that I would think it, it would be more of the soulish realm. Yes, absolutely. That's it. Spiritual realm. And that's exactly and that's exactly what I was saying in the beginning that yeah. uh it's in the soulish realm. The battle what Joyce Meyer said years ago, the battle of the mind. That yeah. we have these influences and uh these and we can open up to demonic influence and uh, influences and impressions and uh, uh, by you know, and so on and so forth in the in the mind, in our soul, and that's why um, um, Paul says, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might know what the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is. Just just for, just for thought, let me just say say two things uh, from Scripture: one about Peter, and one about uh, uh, the in the Church of Thyatira. Uh, in Math, I think it's in Matthew chapter 16, um, the Holy Spirit reveals to Peter that Jesus is the uh, the Christ, you know, the Son of God. You read down, Jesus, and, and I know he wasn't baptized in, in any kind of way by remission of sin in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. He hadn't spoken tongues. I know Peter had not. Uh, but... Um, then uh, when Jesus is telling them that I must go, to, you know, to Jerusalem, you know, be crucified and so on and so forth, and Peter uh, looked at him and said, "No, you ain't, you ain't gonna do that." And Jesus, Jesus turned to Peter and spoke to the Spirit. Actually, he spoke to uh, uh, Satan. He actually spoke to Satan, even though Jesus, even though Peter spoke, Jesus knew who was. Speaking, it was a spirit. It was actually the devil himself. That's one example. And then in the Church of Thyatira, uh, which we believe, of course, was a real church, you know, real people that belonged to God there. There was a woman in there that, you know, called herself what? A prophetess. And God says, I'm going to give her space to repent. Of you know how she was doing. Now, th- now I I believe, and I, I could, as I said in the beginning, I could be wrong. 
I believe the woman at some point in time had been saved, but now she's under the spirit of witchcraft, spirit of Jezebel. Um, so how do we how do we cha- how do we how do we articulate um, either one of those? Uh, and, and I know Peter's not saved, you know, in, in, in the sense that you know we, you know, it's on the other, you know, one side of Pentecost. How, how do we deal with? Jesus turning to Peter and speaking to a spirit, rebuking the spirit, and this woman that calls herself prophets, but Je- but even the Lord Jesus recognized, I'm gonna give her space to repent. Why does she need to repent? Is she, is she saved or not? If she's not saved, does she need to? Re- I mean, if she's unsaved, you would expect unsaved people probably to be under that influence. But why does he mention repentance to her? Anyway, anybody want to comment or uh, Apostle? Who I didn't quite catch that. Who was the woman the in the Church of Thyatira? I'm sorry, Church of Thyatira. Uh huh. In the Church of Thyatira, where we deal with the uh, um, the woman that's uh, called Jezebel, the prophetess oh, that's called okay. Jezebel. Okay. okay. You know, Jesus, you know, said, you know, you suffer that woman, okay. you know, there. That, uh-huh. Yeah. Wasn't there a lady that followed around in the did, did you hear Pastor Shank's question? I, I, he asked, I heard him say something, wasn't there a woman something? The uh, woman who followed... Um, uh, around saying these men are men of God. Yeah. You're the woman that had the spirit of divination, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. In Acts 16, I think. Yeah. Um, so, so the question is what? To... <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, uh, as, as, we, as we discuss as we discuss demonic influence, yeah, and we're really talking about demonic influence here. Okay, okay. Uh, deliverance. So Peter, Peter's. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you're if you're following a demonic uh, idea, then you're not following the mind of Christ. And so, when you are made aware of that through whatever means, whether it's uh, the Lord gives you uh, revelation or you are preached to and convicted of, then, yeah, there is always a repentance right. needed. Right. And so it, it comes again to where is your mind made up and, and how far, which leads you to the question uh, – me to the question, the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. How far gone do you have to be before that is actually in it, uh, in your thought process and occurring? Right. In Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter four it says, "Give no place to the devil. Give no." And he's speaking to the uh, uh, saints at Ephesus, the church at Ephesus. He says, "Don't give them, don't give the devil any territory, any and, place." 
And I yeah. believe that place is where we were discussing in the realm of the mind. Go ahead. It, that that brings, you know, if, if you continue to walk that path and, and those influences, then there's a searing of the conscience where, you know, you, you pretty much throw in the towel for a godly life. Right. Do it. Amen. Apostle? Yes. Oh, I would like to say that um, I, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about everything that everyone is saying, and um, I, um, scriptures uh, that come into my mind, and I, I'm thinking, I, I don't personally feel that a a, a Christian can be possessed by a, 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 by a demon or unclean spirit, but I do believe that they can have uh, oppression, just like when uh, Job you know, because God had a hedge around him, and when Satan came, he said, you know, I can't get to him, so he removed the hedge. And so when God removed the hedge, Satan was not able to possess him, but he was able to put oppression on him through through his body, through sickness and illness, through his body, through his finances. And so Satan, when he come, he can, you know, we are as, as, as he can uh, oppress, you know, put an oppression over us, or he can put, you know, things in the atmosphere, geographical things. I, I think a lot of times, you know, certain demons, they live in certain geographical areas, and they all have assignments. It's just an order. They have order in their kingdom, just like God has order in his kingdom. And so certain devils have, have the ability to do certain things, and when Christ casts the devils out, they say don't cast us out of the region. You know, let us go. And so they, they, you know, I don't know that it's you no know, proper. Like when you cast someone a devil out, but my question is, if you casting out devils or you casting out demons, and I have heard it, you know, many times, and I've been in churches where, you know, we had people that were like ministers, and you know, they make everybody leave. You are sick of the kids and all these things, and to go outside because you're weak, and we don't want the spirit to come inside of you, you know, or come inside the kids. And this person's supposed to be in the pulpit in the ministry, but they're trying to cast the devil out of a minister in churches. So I don't, you know, I've never really agreed with that. But my point, my my question is. Can, like, uh, as far as regions is concerned, can you, like, uh, in the church, I would say, you know, cast you back to the pits of hell from which you come, rather than saying cast you for, no using Jesus' name, cast you into the pits of hell from which you come, because the devil has to go somewhere, he has to have, have a host, he has to have somewhere to go. So can you cast it, or is it proper to cast it to the pits of hell? That's what Pastor Earl had asked a while ago. And, uh, again, I'm in agreement also with all of you, I don't believe a saint can be possessed. Uh-uh. I, I don't believe a saint who having the Holy Ghost can uh, be possessed of a devil. And No, I don't believe in possession. I believe no. in oppression. I believe in tormenting. I believe that they can be tormented. I believe that they can be vexed and right. uh, um, uh, generational curses be in people's lives even though they're still saved and so on and so forth. But uh, I think uh, Pastor Earl asked that question, too, about, um, you know, uh, you're supposed to cast them uh, uh, to hell. Um, I don't see I don't see that in Scripture, but I know that's mentioned. That's all. That's my only response to that. I don't I don't see Scripture saying that. No, I've never found that in Scripture either, uh, Apostle. That's why I was kind of asking the question because you know, like you say, in a Pentecostal, you know, some other, you know, other um, uh, religions they do they do use that that, that terminology, or that phrase. But and I was also thinking also when you have first came and when you came into. Uh, um, I think it was Mark of Matthew, Matthew when you were reading the scripture and saying that when the demon was cast out and it came back, 
because they had to have somewhere to go. And they found that the host or the person had been cleansed and was swept and was clean. So that person did not. So to me, it's saying that that person didn't have the Holy Spirit inside of it, so it was empty. So now the devil has the opportunity to come back in. So when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, the devil, you can't occupy two the Holiness and uh, sin, uh, righteousness and sin is not going to dwell in the same temple. So you can't, it can't dwell in the same temple. So if you're a Christian and you're a Holy Ghost filled, how can you be possessed because the possession is of the devil and it's evil? So you can't have evil and good in you all at the same time. I don't believe that. Right. So if I read Matthew chapter 12 again, and this is uh, Jesus talking, I think Jesus tells us what happens again, again. He says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places. Mm-hmm. He's seeking. He's looking for. He's not in hell. I'm sorry, Apostle. Can I can I jump in right there? Yes. It said, if the unclean spirit is cast out of a man, what man are we referring to? And I don't mean what particular name, but what what man? Any man? Any man. Or... I believe I believe that means any man. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my opinion. Okay. Because he says, because he's because if you read in the scripture, it's not talking about any one particular person. Mm-mm. He says he walketh through dry places, and he's not in hell. Right? He's seeking, he's seeking rest, and um, rest for a demonic spirit is, uh, uh, as somebody said, having a host or uh, having a house. And he's seeking rest and finds none. He's not. He's not finding. Us. He's not finding any place where he can manifest himself. He's not finding a host. If uh, I think we said. And he says, "I will return into my house from whence I come out." So he says, I, "I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to where I came out of. I'm going to go check that thing out." And when he has come, and if he finds it empty, swept and garnished, and which gives us the mindset that. When a spirit is cast out, uh, something uh, something has to come in, so he so he cannot come back in. Doors got to be closed. Uh, wor- the word uh, word has to be established. Yeah. You know, prayer, something spiritual that uh, is godly, has to be what be put back in place. There's something called the spirit of displacement. Yeah. Something comes out. Something's got to come in. And uh, um, if he finds that if, if he finds the house still empty, that there's no, been no uh, kind of um, as, as we would as I think we said repentance or uh, a person being reconciled back to God or whatever, empty, swept, and garnished, he goes and takes with himself. Now the reason why the spirit goes and takes with himself seven other spirits is because he was cast out. The first time, he's trying to fortify himself this time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that, you know, that's why that, for example, that's why that uh, man at Gadara, he had a legion in him. There was a strong man yeah. and other, other spirits. And uh, he says he goes out to get seven other spirits more wicked than himself. He's trying to fortify himself. He doesn't want to be cast out of this host. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. That's what Jesus was referring to. He uses this uh, um, discussion uh, 
concerning you know Jonah and Nineveh and and that generation, and he talks about uh, what happens when the spirit comes out of a man. So when Jesus says in Mark sixteen, you know uh, these signs shall follow uh, them that believe. You'll cast out devils. Well, they need to be cast out, but something also needs to be put in place. Yes. Uh, people need to be ministered to. Yes. I'm sorry. There, there. I'm, I'm kind of a word person, and maybe I get hung up on stuff. But there's two words that kind of unsettled me. The one, as, as we mentioned, have, and the other is cast out. And if you are only oppressed by demons, then what is the out? Well. That's Yes, you can cast it off or away. Okay. But why would mm-hmm. you say cast out? Out of where? Okay, so uh, let's uh, let me just give a hypothetical example. An individual in their thought in their thought life has been defiled by um, uh, demonic some demonic spirit. Instead of listening to the Holy Ghost, now they're listening to uh, lies of the devil fear or something. Well that spirit needs to be cast out needs to be cast out because it's in their minds and in the soulish realm needs to be cast out of their minds. But that is that what you call oppression? <laughs> that's what I get you know. Okay, I I I um because that's what I Pastor Shank and I are having a boxing match over here so Well let me well that's all right. That's all right. So, um, so, um, um, all I'm, all I'm simply saying, and, I, and I'm not looking at the words. I'm simply saying, whatever's in that person's mind that's ungodly needs to be cast out. Apostle. Um. Well, what are you guys? Hold on a second. What are you guys boxing about? Uh, Prophet's body. One second. What are you guys boxing about? <laughs> I, I just said he's saying oppression, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, <laughs> and I'm saying if it's oppression, then there's no out. There's an off or away. So if it's if it's in your mind, if it has to be cast out of your mind, then it's in your mind. It's in your soul. It's in your soul. Realm. Exactly. So it needs to be cast out of there, right. out of the soulish realm, and the person would then need to, uh, as the scripture says, be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I think many of us are not filled Otherwise, the spirit wouldn't be able to come back. Um, I watched years ago, I, I can't think of the, the minister's name, but it was the first uh, real demonic manifestation I've seen, even though it was on TV. But this young woman, it, it took, she she looked animalistic, and I mean, her eyes were uh she she looked like an animal. Um, they it took 
six men to hold her down because her feet were not on the ground. Uh, and she was not a big woman by, by any means. Uh, it took them, I think, maybe four hours to get her full deliverance. But when they showed her again, you know, she looked completely normal. But what they did is they took her to someone and she uh, underwent intensive uh, ministry. You know, uh, because if they had just said, oh, she's delivered and let her go home, then she would have been one of those that the seven spirits might have come back. So that that's kind of my take on it because, again, if we're talking, and, and I, I know it's an issue for me because I'm a, I'm a word person, but it has to be in before it can come out. Amen. That's exactly, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> okay, we're, we're calling a truth. Huh? <laughs> we're calling a truth now. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yes, Prophet Mahali. Well, actually, um, Minister Denny, she sort of kind of touched on what I—that's what I was—that was going to be the point that I was going to try to make, you know, because that's possession. That's you know, the entities, which is you no know, demonic spirit, is an entity, so it has to come. It's a spirit, so it comes in, and, and it, that's a possession. But the oppression, oppression is different to me. I see it as like with, with Job, because we know that Job was not possessed with the devil, but the devil had the ability to change his circumstances and, and the things around him and, and and the situations around him. And so even through all of that, Job, I don't think that he was ever possessed, you know, with the, with that spirit. So, and, I, and also what I wanted to say is the point that she was making that a lot of times in the church where we see that a lot of we have a lot of deliverance ministries that are going on now people are being delivered and some people say well we know people are praying and these people are not being delivered they are being delivered but they're not given you know the education that they need to let them know that hey okay you have been delivered from this now you need to earnestly seek and and Get the Holy Spirit and replace that, and put that, you know, like it says, in the, in the garnish. You no, know, putting that that Holy Spirit inside of you, so that when the devil, because he's going to come back again, when he comes back again, that he will see that something has been replaced and that something else is there, so he cannot come and inhabit you and, and uh, possess you again. And a lot of people are going out and they're not replacing and putting anything in once this, these uh, these demons have been cast out or you know this, this has happened to them. And so it's important. When we when we are in a, a, a deliverance ministry, because everybody can't do a deliverance ministry, we should be able to, but we don't. Have, some people just don't have the ability to do that, and 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 that's why we have so many people now, like you say, that now when it's been cast out, now it's came back. You have several more more powerful, and you're dealing with something more now than what you had previously, so you're in a worse state. And we have a lot of, even in the church, we know we have people that are in worse states and when they initially came in, and we're wondering why they're degressing and what's happening to them, and these are the things that are happening to them. And, I, you know, I think that this is a great topic, and we need to have more discussions like this and really get a full understanding of what we're really dealing with, because we can't deal with Satan if we don't know who he is and what he and his army is all about. Yes, I think a lot of times um, in the church world, and uh, like I said, I could be wrong, that a lot of things that manifest uh, in church through people, and we say that's just their personality, you know, that's just their emotions, sometimes it's a demonic spirit manifesting itself. But that's for, um, 
that's for discussion. In other words, I'm saying sometimes we equate just people's uh, uh, emotions or uh, personalities uh, that uh, seem not to agree with the uh, word of the Lord, you know, with the mind of Christ. We say, oh, that's just them. They must be going through something. And I'm I'm saying that uh, sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, it could be a manifestation of a spirit. We have people coming to church that are heavy. They're burdened <coughs> down. That's oppression. Yep. Oppression needs to be cast off of them. Um, 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 people coming to the house of God that are saved and they're fearful. I mean, I've seen a lot of fearful people, and they... And they've got the Holy Ghost. I've heard them speak in tongues, but they're fearful. Fear is a spirit. I know it's an emotion too, but it's a it's a spirit. But nevertheless, um, uh, it, it, to me, it was a good discussion. I, I, I'm not certain if we're done, but um, anybody else? Uh, I think that was Elder Hickson. Uh, somebody's nudging you, Elder Hickson. <laughs> somebody pulling, somebody pulling on you? Well, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. Is Pastor Earl? You still outside or are you inside? Here. I, I'm still here. All right. So, nevertheless, um, anybody else want to share anything? Yes, I want to share something. I was listening <clears throat> because we have been to uh, kind of a lot of deliverance ministries <clears throat> and watched the devil, how he's performed and how he tricked the people and fooled the people. In fact, I have seen it come to the point that because the elders, they lay hands on a brother or sister, when the first thing the person do is hit the floor, and while he's on the floor, he actually is laughing because that demon is still there and has not moved anywhere. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of those occasions. Then we begin to study the scripture and find out what And the thing that we need is to come to the point of forming what we're doing right and while doing this, we're going to start, we, we must come to the point of something that's called a power of attorney mm-hmm. in the Word of God. Yes. And go after this thing that's trying to take the people out. And we have seen, we have seen touches of it. We have seen a lot of people, some be delivered, some say they're delivered, but they're not. Uh-uh. And you find that thing out because of we must depend on the Holy Ghost. Yes. Instead of in us as he will. Because Jesus declared that he came to he came to destroy the works of the enemy. Amen. Work, that works, yes. The mission is still on. And we must take the word of God just like it said. He has the power to cast out devils in his name. We got to come to the point of coming to that position 
and that step of getting an understanding that the word that we speak is a word that's declaring, is not begging, is telling him, your time is up, come out. And even the demon that they had, that say he had legion, he begged for mercy. And he said that, he was telling Jesus that the time have not yet come. Yes. Us to be tormented. And Jesus sent him and cast him out into the swine. But I, I never followed through on the spirit that went into the spine, into the spine. So therefore, I'm trying to quiet and I'm listening and I'm trying to pick up more because I know that we got to have that position to stay in God's word and don't move off it because the demon is waiting just to come in the same as he said, I'm going back to my house. He didn't have no house. That house was swimming yonage. But he came to claim it. And that's why we have to put the word of God into people that has been delivered and the house is clean. Yes. We got to put the word of God in them that that demon cannot come back to that place because you don't belong there. Amen. Amen. Uh, I want to want to make one last uh, comment, Saints, uh, in Galatians chapter uh, six, where it talks about the uh, works of the flesh. I think it's in Galatians six or five. Uh, Galatians six, maybe. Um, talks about one of the works of the flesh is witchcraft. And we've been hearing we've been hearing a lot of discussion everywhere about the spirit of Jezebel, which yes, operates in witchcraft. Yes, sir. Just a question: if if witchcraft if witchcraft is a work of the flesh. And people are saying that there's a there is a spirit of Jezebel in the ministry or church or whatever. How does it, how how did it get in the house? Where how did it get into that uh, into that church? Some it must somebody must have brought it in. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. And a lot of times these people are a lot of times these people are uh, saved. Operating under well, that there's a discussion whether they save or not. But <laughs> somebody must have brought. I just leave it as this: somebody must have brought that spirit in, and the opening was the the fleshly, the the flesh, uh, not walking in the spirit, so you don't fulfill lust of the flesh, but uh, uh, having witchcraft, which is a work of the flesh, which is the opening for that spirit to come in. And then to try to take over that ministry. Somebody brought the thing in there. If they brought it in there, well, I'll just leave it like this. It's either on them or in them. I'll just leave it like that. Anybody else have any other things to say? We think the Lord for you. Want want to uh, just to make mention, uh, Pastor Earl, if you're there, uh, Elder uh, David Shank, if you're there. Uh, just to say that in February we're going to go to uh, uh, Jamaica mm-hmm. and um, uh, Kingston. I talked to Pastor Ruby, I think it was yesterday, and uh, 
Usually her service in Kingston is from Sunday to Sunday, which is the last week of the month of February. Uh, she says she's going to shorten it to be from Wednesday to Sunday. And, uh, you know, of course, she's she invited me, and I've invited other people to come. And uh, there's going to be a pastor from uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Apostle Jillian Thompson, who's going to be there, who was with me uh, there this year. But something else is, uh, uh, um, I think, is going to be added to this, and I'm going to get some more information about it. Pastor Linville Nelson in uh, um, Fort Lauderdale, who's part of the MFI, he's going to come also down into uh, Kingston. But before he comes to Kingston, he's flying into Montego Bay to do some work there in Montego Bay, and I'm going to be talking to him. Uh, it, it is cheaper to fly into Montego Bay than it is to Kingston. And I'm going to be talking to him about maybe coming to Montego Bay first, and then we're going to go down to Kingston, which is about, uh, I think, a two-hour, two two-and-a-half-hour drive or something to that effect. On the island, so it'll be a week. It'll be a week of ministry, and I, because I think he's doing ministry there too in Montego Bay, uh, and it'll be Montego Bay and in Kingston. So if anybody wants to uh, go, uh, we can. And what I'm going to, uh, I was just telling my wife this evening. Uh, if some people go. I'm, I'm usually speaking down there. Whatever, I'm going to be. Uh, 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 requesting from Pastor Ruby, and I believe my request will be received, that uh, though I'll be there, I won't be speaking. I'm going to let others who come with me ministering to minister there. Uh, so um, I just want to share that. Uh, we're looking into that. I'm trying to call her tomorrow, to uh, and also Pastor Linville Nelson, uh, see what is going on there in Montego Bay. He's already given me his, you know, uh, agreement that he's going to come down to uh, Kingston. And we hope one day that you all get an opportunity to uh, meet uh, the man of God. Uh, anybody else have anything you want to share, say? If not, I'm going to be saying good night. But anyone? I'm good. <laughs> amen. Thank God, amen, for you all. Pray for us. I've not lost my mind. I'm just sharing that with you. <laughs> Amen. We appreciate you being on the call. Pray for us, and we'll continue to pray for you all. God bless you. Uh, uh, Prophet Bahadi, why, why am I doing this? Prophet Bahadi, would you le- release us in prayer? Oh, yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your mercy and for all that you've done for us. We ask that, God, as we go about our daily uh, lives, that you continue to be with us and continue to bless each and every one that's on the line. And may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit continue to rest and rule and abide in each and every one of us. In your precious name we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Good night. Good night. God bless. Good night.